Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to give a huge shout out to those who have already responded to our previous episodes, letting us know that Life in Purple is making a difference in their lives. We have hit another milestone on our show with over 7,000 plays, and we are just five months old. On our most recent episode, we've had entrepreneur, speaker, and an amazing mom, Faith Conaway, who shared her story of becoming a survivor of domestic violence. So, if you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you're missing out on some really valuable tips and action steps that you can make to stop the negative talk. If you have gleaned value from any of our amazing guests so far, visit liptalknation.com and there you will find more resources such as our coaching, blog, and much, much more. On our show today, we have sought after national speaker, author, and president and co-founder of Loving on Purpose. His books are Culture and Honor, Loving Our Kids on Purpose, Powerful and Free, and top-selling book, Keep Your Love On. Danny Lee Silk has been helping people for at least 25 years, discovering what love is all about Danny believes we get one turn in this world to multiply our influence enough so that 100 generations feel the weight of our lives on them for good. His calling is to teach people to love on purpose. Welcome to the show, Danny. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing great, Laura. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being a part of Life in Purple today. I heard your laugh right there at the beginning, and like I said, it's really contagious. So I hope the (laughs) listeners find joy in this interview and that they truly find the purpose that you have is love on purpose. So before we get started in the show, Danny, will you share with us where you are from and how you got your start? Well, um, you know, I'd grown up in California my whole life, raised by a single mom. And interesting, you know, she moved us to a small town after uh, a divorce when I was a young boy. And I just grew up with a lot of chaos and a lot of dysfunction. And eventually that led to, you know, my own path of trying to break out of all that stuff and have a pretty major spiritual awakening when I was 21 years old. And that led me to going to school have a master's degree in social work. That's really kind of captured my life's calling of serving people and helping people. And that's what I've done. I've done most of my life. I'm early 50s now, a grandfather of three. I have three children. Uh, my wife, Sherry, and I are both working with people to help get to them things that we've learned and uh, ways to improve family life, married life, leadership culture. 
all that stuff. So we're here now, authors. I've traveled around for not quite 10 years doing conferences. I've pastored for 25 years. I've been a counselor, worked with a lot of domestic violence offenders, worked with victims of sexual abuse, domestic violence, you name it. I've done a lot of reconciling of uh, families where children have been removed from their homes done a lot of families in crisis work and I pretty much am writing and speaking these days. Danny, I'm such a huge fan of your work and your wife's work, and I am so excited to dive into the purpose that you have, which is love on purpose. But I want to point out to the listeners right off the bat, you were raised by a single mom. So you grew up, like you said, in chaos and dysfunction. But I want people to know, I want the listeners to know that there is hope right off the bat because of what you are doing now. So no matter your circumstances, so no matter your past, you can succeed. So with that, Danny, how did you and your wife, Sherry, come up with loving on purpose and keep your love on? Well, I think the loving on purpose organization really was started out of, you know, a need to do something with the writings and the speaking and that sort of thing. And really long term, the idea is to broadcast the message of healthy relationships, you know, the skills around repairing disconnects in our important relationships. Protecting our priorities, you know, we all have a reason for being on this planet. It's the life around you is not going to simply just hand you ways to keep your time and your energy and your resources on task and focus. So you have to you have to learn to point your life at the key priorities that you have stewardship over or else the demands of the world around you are just going to gobble that stuff up. And we, you know, we have a, a message of, of training people in um, how to how to lower the anxiety in tough conversations, how to protect the connection, and, and so we have a, you know, we have a goal of building long-term, lasting relationships that build momentum for generations to come. So loving on purpose is really the organization that we do lots of this other stuff. The keep your love on book is. Uh, is the skills, is, is really the life message. If you've not read anything or heard me talk before, the Keep Your Love On book is the fast introduction to what it is that we're doing with our lives. Danny, two things stand out to me right now. What you just said is protecting your priorities and how to lower the anxiety in relationships. And I know many of the listeners, even myself included, that anxiety is really high. And I love helping people learn how to calm themselves, you know, how to conquer anxiety and depression. However, I love that you said protecting your priorities and learn to point your life to what you have stewardship of. And I'm challenging Lip Talk Nation right now, Danny, that they need to understand what they have stewardship of. What are their particular um, assets that they have? What are their gifts that they have in uh, your mission is so clear to me that I wanted them to understand. So that's what I took away right now is protecting your priorities and how to lower anxiety in relationships. So you have clearly been able to help and encourage people all across the world and to love on purpose. But I'm wondering, Danny, if you will share with the listeners any challenges that you have faced along the way and how you overcame them. Oh, gosh. Where do I start? I, I'll start with you know, when Sherry and I got married, both of us came from pretty chaotic backgrounds, and that was our skill set. Uh, Sherry's, 
Sherry's two parents and her stepfather who raised her and then my two parents, of those five people, each had been married three times. So there are 15 marriages that were an example of life that were handed to Sherry and I. And then when Sherry and I got married, we had nothing but incompatibilities all over the place. We were two of the most incompatible people we'd ever met. As a matter of fact, the assessment, the Taylor Johnson compatibility assessment we took, we didn't find out until 12 years later that our pastor said, well, the psychologist had written a note on the results that said, please do whatever you can to keep these two from getting married. We had, you know, 15 years of really hard marriage before we began to learn how to keep our love on, cultivate these skills, you know, redirect our, our hearts, our attitudes, and our goals. And now, you know, we're turning uh, 32 years this year. Wow, Danny, thank you for sharing your vulnerability because I know the listeners out there, some have already written into me sharing that they've had trouble in their marriage and you know one is cheated on the other and or that there was some lots of different issues going on and i'm sure you can understand the issues but you said that there were 15 marriages between your parents and your wife's parents before you got married and you learned from that experience and then you are told that you shouldn't get married after being you know married for 12 years lip talk nation i just have to point out once again that there is hope like i said at the beginning you know, if danny can come from a background from you know being raised by a single mom and then beat the odds of being married for 12 years and having the background he had with the chaotic marriages Danny, oh my goodness. So I know the listeners are relating to you in a very unique way. So I love how you say love is the enemy of fear. Will you explain to the listeners what fear does to people that causes them to not love or even trust a person? Oh yeah. I think probably the thing that most people know the deepest, but maybe experience uh, the least, and that is that they were created to be loved. That uh, it's a need that you go through your day looking to fulfill. And the reason is because when you feel love, you experience anxiety leaving your life. And the opposite is true as well. When when love leaves your life, you know, when, you, when you're feeling rejected, when you're feeling judged, when you're feeling punished, uh, when you're feeling unlovable or shame, you know, that's when your anxiety is the highest. And so the antidote to shame, rejection, judgment, the fear of punishment, the antidote to that is to experience high levels of connection, connection to a, a source of love in our lives. And that comes from, um, you know, that comes from knowing that you are loved unconditionally by God. It, it comes by, by knowing that the people that you, that are most precious to you, that you're able to build a consistent ongoing connection and you're, you have hope of repairing any disconnections that occur in the course of life. Living in chronic, disconnected, uh, disrespectful, irresponsible relationships is a form of abuse in that it spikes your anxiety and drains your life's energy as a lifestyle. So the, the Keep Your Love On book and the Loving On Purpose message is really about how to 
cultivate a culture of loving relationships around you so that fear is dissipated and your your life is energized as a result of just walking through your family, walking through your workplace, walking through life as, as much as possible. Danny, this is where I'm shaking my head. Yes, I love what you just said. Your life is energized when you love and when you feel loved. And I want Lip Talk Nation to understand what you just said because we all were created to love, knowing the deepest part of life is that we are created to be loved, looking to fulfill, to feel, to experience the love. But the opposite of that, you said, is when we experience the anxiety and that we feel shame or we feel punished and that anxiety is at the highest. And I can attest to this. I experienced this just a couple years ago about my self-esteem and the antidote is connection. That is so beautiful because life in purple We want people to know that they are loved. We want people to know how to love themselves as well. But you hit it right on the head when you said God loves us unconditionally. If we can all grasp that concept, sometimes I don't think we understand the definition of unconditionally. And so thank you, Danny, for pointing that out. I have recently had numerous listeners, Danny, write in and sharing their stories of child abuse and verbal abuse and even physical abuse. And I know you mentioned that you've helped people like this. And what would be an action step for the listeners to take who are feeling like they aren't good enough for love? Uh, well, you, you definitely you have to find a source of that unconditional love. You know, and like I said, you know, when I was 21 years old, I was introduced to Jesus Christ and, and the gospel. So that's what changed my life so completely was realizing that there is a, a source of love. Now, a lot of folks get Jesus mixed with religion or church. And church can be confusing because it's coming through a whole bunch of human filters and all the stuff that comes with that. So I, I just want to premise what I'm saying by, you know, don't confuse a life connection or a heart connection or a truth connection to Jesus with uh, maybe an experience with people who say they're Christians and or a church because it's just confusing. And the longer that you live in this church culture, the more that you you discover that some folks are having a really tough time living the message of love. Some people nail it, and you know it when you're around people that are able to love unconditionally. Um, I, I think, you know, when, when we have children, we get a little glimpse of how deeply we can love. When you have a child... I don't know what it is, but from the second you meet them, you are so deeply in love with them. It, you, it kind of scares you for a while because you think, wow, you, I'd do anything for you. Well, that kind of love right there, you need a source of that. And it definitely happens in your relationship with God, and it should be happening in your relationship with people. And so I would encourage anyone who is struggling with the idea that maybe I'm unlovable, A, to pursue, you know, getting to know Jesus, and B, surround yourself with people who know how to love. And, it, you know, it may be just a friend. If you're married, it may take some healing to get that in your in your relationship if it's broken, but it is very possible. And like I said earlier, you know, Sherry and I 
both of us had to learn this. We were married 15 years before we learned how to send the message of love and, and a safe place to each other. Uh, it's been 16 years since we learned that, and we have disconnections now, but they are momentary. You know, they're, they're hours long. They're not days, weeks, months long. So it's, it's a cultivation, uh, a truth, and a, and a strength that you feel from the inside out. Uh, a lot of people are trying to be validated from the outside in, and it doesn't work. It doesn't last. It, so it has to be something that happens from the inside out, and that comes from knowing that you were created by a loving God who created you to have an amazing life. Danny, I'm resonating so much with you personally right now with the example that you gave when you have a child. Danny, you see my listeners out there understand that I was diagnosed bipolar. I have this past where I didn't want to have kids and then I had kids. And um, there is something about falling in love when you do have your child. And the example that you gave really is resonating right now with me and I know many listeners out there because like you said, it's not from the inside out or outside in, but it's about knowing Jesus to consume you. And then you mentioned to surround yourself with people who do know how to love. And I love your vulnerability. You said how much that you struggle for the first 15 years of your life. So basically you're, you're saying that you messed up. We mess up as people. But if you get to know Jesus as, you know, a relationship and not a religion, I love how you pointed that out as well. You know, that is not about a religion, but it's about the connection with Jesus. And it's not even about a church or people, but Jesus, I'm grabbing a hold of your answers, Danny, because I am getting so excited. I'm on the edge of my chair, and I'm tag-teaming with you right now. So thank you so much. Okay, so I love exposing topics that people are uncomfortable talking about for that very reason. I believe there would be less suppression of feelings and emotions if we talk about them. So on that note, Danny, several listeners are in the military who are dealing with seeing their spouse sometimes for only a weekend at a time. So during that weekend, when the husband comes home or wife that comes home and they expect intimacy but don't want to have quality time with their spouse, you know, what is something a couple can do to achieve both physical and emotional connection in such a short amount of time? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I've worked with some military families and they're just coming from two different planets, and uh, especially if it's combat-related. But I think, you know, more than anything, if I am focused on meeting your needs, then your anxiety begins to lower because when you have a bunch of unmet needs in your core in a relationship, that's really what you're after. It's kind of like you show up someplace and you got to go to the bathroom so bad and the person wants to really have a great conversation with you and you're just in pain. You're like, I got to go to the bathroom so bad. And so, well, I want you to please go to the bathroom. You know, let's let's get rid of that distraction so that the best you can show up. And that's the secret really around connection is learning how to hear and being willing to meet the deepest needs each other has. And if that's my focus and my goal with you is connection, then we've quickly got to deeper levels of relationships simply by focusing on meeting each other's needs as quickly as possible. 
Danny, I am over here laughing. I know it was a tough question and you answered it beautifully. It is about connection. More than anything, it's about meeting your needs and because then the anxiety is lowered. So the best you can show up and you related it to having a conversation, but one of you has to go to the bathroom so bad and you're in pain. You can't really have a true conversation if one of you is in pain. So that was very well answered. Lip Talk Nation, did you grab a hold of that? The goal is to connect. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of moms are struggling also, Danny, with even loving their kids, especially if they are young children. Then they get mad at themselves for feeling this way. Why do you think a lot of moms struggle with this? Well, it, it's it's not easy being a parent of a, of, a, of a toddler, you know. It's not easy being around somebody who's out of control of themselves, you know. These little people are, they're trying to figure out life and I think when you have small children, you realize how much you rely on other humans to manage themselves when they're around you. Because when you're around little kids, they're not managing themselves. And it becomes, you know, it feels like it's your job to manage them. Um, I, I think it's frustrating that parents, especially young parents, somewhere along the line, uh, learned that their children's behavior is something they're supposed to control. It's not true. You know, my, my job is not to control my child. My job is to teach my child to control themselves. And one of the best ways to do that is to model what self-control looks like around someone who is out of control. My book, Loving Your Kids on Purpose, it's all about this. It's really ways to help parents manage controlling themselves while their children are out of control. And then communicating to the children that no matter what you do, I'm going to be in control of myself. I'll let you know what I'm going to do. I don't have any control of you, so I'll be setting limits. I'll be giving you choices, and then I'm going to let the consequences of your choices be the teacher in our relationship instead of my angry, intimidating, manipulative mouth. Danny, thank you so much for saying that right after I asked you the question. And that is not easy being a parent to a toddler, you know, when they get out of control, we certainly as parents feel like it is our responsibility to control them. But your answer was so encouraging. You should teach them what it looks like to have self-control. You want to model what self-control looks like. So it's about teaching, not controlling. And that resonates with me so much because I have a a six-year-old and a four-year-old right now. So I am clinging onto your words, Danny. Thank you for that. So why do you think people have a hard time respecting boundaries in a relationship? I think it goes back to what we learn as children, what we learn uh, in our families. A lot of people learned that people can control other people, especially if they love each other. You know, if I love you, I should be able to control you, which means make you do good things, make you do the right things, make you do what I think you should be doing because I love you. And it's, you know, a lot of people call that parenting. And it's not true. You can't control me. But when you take that lie into a marriage and you say, I love you, let me control you, this is how you destroy your marriage. This is how you destroy all your relationships is by trying to control other people. Uh, Most parenting models that we grow up with are big people attempting to control little people in the name of love. 
and then the family members trying to control each other in a way of getting their needs met. So that is the dynamic we carry into all our adult relationships, and we think, well, we're just doing what everybody's doing. But as soon as you meet a healthy person who knows how to manage themselves, control themselves, and set boundaries, it's kind of confusing because you think they don't love you because they won't let you control them, and they're not trying to control you. So that's where the transition from kind of chaotic, anxiety-ridden relationships transfers over to healthy, loving, connection-based, self-control-based relationships happens is when you run into people that know how to manage themselves. You are so right. I have met a lot of people like that who in their relationship believes that if I love you, then I can control you. And I think that might be something for Lip Talk Nation to really grab a hold of with this because I think they're struggling in their relationship and it's probably this exact concept that you're talking about is because they can't control and that's why they're having issues. And so it does destroy relationships when you feel like you can't control and you want to control and... Thank you so much. So what you said, you also pointed out that it is a learned behavior, basically. So you modeled from your parents. And when we find out that it's not about control, we have this, oh, okay, I get it. So Danny, I ask all my guests this question. Do you say any positive affirmations on a daily basis? I know you're a man of faith, and so um, if not a positive affirmations, are there any scriptures that you say or claim on a daily basis? Well, you know, I I cultivate a life-giving self-talk, if you will. I face many challenges, just like everybody else. But I'm always going to come back to, you know, that my daddy, who loves me more than I love my own children, which is hard to imagine, more than I love my own grandchildren, which is even harder to imagine, uh, he loves me, and he's going to work all things together for good today. He just is. I know he is. I trust that. And so, um, it, you know, when, when I get down to a really tough spot, and I have some tough spots in my life right now that are uh, that, that want to capture my energy, my um, my hope, and I spin them around, and, and I know that uh, my daddy who loves me, who's way more powerful than I am, he is going to work all this together for my good. I'm going to say amen right there, Danny. I love how you use the word cultivate. Yes, all things work together for good. I, I've i met a lot of people who disagree with that, but I myself have claimed that since I was a senior in high school. And I love how you are vulnerable saying that you are going through some really tough things right now that are trying to capture your energy. And Live Talk Nation, I know that some things are trying to capture your energy, but did you listen to his mantra, if you will, that it's very encouraging that even as a leader, that you're teaching us how to do this and leading by example. All things work for good. And I love this. Thank you so much. Okay, most of us, Danny, regardless of our passion, started out as fans of somebody else's work. Who were some of your inspirations that prompted you to start your journey? I have a a couple of people in my life that held a standard of integrity, faith, uh, and responsibility in my life, a man named John Tillery, and then my pastor, Bill Johnson. I mean, those would be two two key influencers, uh, men who taught me 
what it looks like to be a man, what it looks like to be a husband, a father. Because I, I wasn't surrounded by great examples. From the time I was five years old, I was in a busted up, kind of like being caught in the dryer. You know, you're just bounced around and you don't know what's in, you know what's going to happen today. And I'll spare you all the details, but you know, I, I walked away with a pretty confused view of what it looks like to be a man or a husband or a father or even a friend. Outside of that, I love leaders who face great adversity and overcome. You know, Abraham Lincoln is probably the the biggest hero historical figure in my life. And then, you know, people like James Dobson uh, really spoke into my life as an early father and husband. I think the most influential people in my life, though, were these two fathers that were seeing me and speaking to my, my world and I was able to watch their lives personally, and it was real, so I could do it. Okay, Danny, what you just pointed out to me, and I hope Lip Talk Nation, you grabbed a hold of this too, is that your your inspiration, you know, your heroes were people who taught you how to be a man because you grew up a dysfunctional family, if you will, and your heroes also taught you how to be a father. So what I believe that you're saying is that you find somebody who you want to be like, who you want to emulate. And I love that. I found mine and I keep finding them because I believe that you can learn from everyone. And I love that you share your vulnerability and that you're teaching us how to love on purpose and that you, you specifically love leaders who face adversity. That's very interesting to me, Danny, that you love that. Um, I think I'm going to have to have you back on a different episode to talk about that right there. But I love how you you found people to teach you how to be a man and to be a father. That's very admirable. All right. Thank you so much, Danny. We're going to be moving on to what we call a lightning round here at Lip Talk Nation. And lightning round simply is fun questions that we ask the guests and we get to know you on a fun level. Yes, I would love for you just to tell me right off the bat what your answer will be. Are you ready, Danny? I'm ready. All right. Danny, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um to restore relationships. Ooh, that's a new one here. Restore relationships. I've heard flying, telepathic, all this kind of stuff. Restore relationships. That's really awesome. All right. How do you like your coffee? I drink a quad espresso every morning. A quad espresso? See, that's another new answer here at Lip Talk Nation. <laughs> quad <laughs> espresso. Man. That gets me energetic just thinking about it. Okay. (laughs) I know. It's really awesome. All right, Danny. Will you share with us your most embarrassing moment? Uh, When I met my wife, she kicked me in the head. Kicked you in the head? Wow. I was in eighth grade. I was in seventh grade. She was in eighth grade. Wow. Love at first sight there, right? Yeah. I just knew I had to marry that girl. It hits you in the head. Oh, my goodness, Danny. What is your favorite sport? Um, Car racing. Ah, yes. I should have known. Car racing. What is your favorite movie? Um, well, it's, it's either uh, Gladiator or The Avengers. Ah, yes. The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a, a popular movie in my household as well. All right. 
here we go. This is the debatable question that I ask everyone that is on Lip Talk Nation and Life in Purple. Huge debate, by the way. How does your toilet paper roll, Danny? Is it top or is it bottom? Over the top. <laughs> Over the top. I think I need to do a study on this to figure <laughs> out <laughs> intelligence or, or I don't know, because that seems to be a popular answer. However, not everyone says top, but my husband's a top guy as well. So awesome. Thank you so much, Danny, for sharing. <laughs> yes, for letting us get to know you on this level. So before we conclude with the interview, Danny, do you have any final encouraging thoughts for our listeners on how to keep your love on? Oh, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that uh, you're not going to have successful relationships until you own the goal of connection. Uh, whether you connect with another person or not is it's your goal of connecting is the only thing that you can add to the success. And so if you have the goal of distance, you have to own that. You have to own that you're not going to connect with that person because your goal is distance. But if you change that to connection, you've just increased your odds by 100% that you will be able to connect with that person if their goal is connection as well. Danny, what a challenge right there. If your goal is to connect, then you increase your odds in the relationship. If their goal is also to connect, it is increased by 100%. That is impressive. Thank you so much, Danny, for letting us get to know you on a deeper level. I know your story and valuable tips has been an inspiration to myself and Lip Talk Nation. Will you share with us where we can find out more about you? Um, yes. Uh, well, there's a Facebook page, Danny Lee Silk, the fan page. It's not any of the other ones that are up there. And lovingonpurpose.com is our website. In Instagram, Danny Lee Silk. Those are all just ways that you can stay in touch with us, see what's going on, and check out our product line and our podcast. We have uh, Loving on Purpose podcasts. Yeah, I think that's probably the best ways. All right, Lip Talk Nation, I challenge you right now, as soon as you're done listening to this episode, go visit lovingonpurpose.com and visit Danny Lee Silk's fan page on Facebook. All right, it really has been an honor, Danny, to have you on the show. Thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laraspragg.com. We appreciate you, Lip Talk Nation, and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.